0: vibrations podcast part 26 caring frontiers charity hi i'm gary brightman and this is my bi-weekly podcast called vibrations established in 2018 vibe is a book and music shop situated in Moiwo on lantau island in hong kong so what's been happening over the past week well we celebrated our third anniversary last saturday with not one musical artist but two First up were Andy Tate and the Mutineers, who played at Vibe for our second anniversary. We were sponsored by our good friends Sol and Bess from Leader Key Wines and Spirits. And we had pizzas and food, followed by Pete Millwood playing a cool Asia-dub set with Celestial. The shop was closed for this private function, which was a great success. Many thanks to all those that helped make it happen. And here's to the next three years for Vibe in the community. Both the gigs are available on our YouTube channel at Live at VibeHK. Please subscribe if you wish to support us. We're continuing to clear out stock for free as part of the ongoing Vibe version 2.0 reboot. We get some nice remarks from people picking up free books from us, like, You've made my day. Are these for free? And, yes, there is a God. All DVDs are now reduced to $20 each for single DVD and Blu-ray films, and $38 for multi-set DVDs. Our top three book sales since the last podcast have been... At number three, Snakes of Hong Kong by Adam Francis. That reminds me, I'm running out, yet again. At number two, Wild Creatures Volumes 1 and 2 by Robert Ferguson. And, still at number one for four straight weeks now, The Flower Boat Girl, by local author Larry Fane. And so, to this week's interview, which is a very worthy detour from our usual Lantau-based business interviews. This one is to support a charity called Caring Frontiers, who are collecting for refugee and underprivileged students in Myanmar. Angelika Cheng is a rising junior at Tufts University, studying electrical engineering. A high school trip in 2018 to the Thai-Myanmar border would lead to her developing a passion for working with refugees and marginalised peoples. In the following year, she began a high school project in the effort to secure access to higher education in the refugee camps on the Thai border. Eventually the project would lead to the beginning of Caring Frontiers, a registered NGO in Hong Kong. Now, when she's not losing sleep to school, she works as the programme director at Caring Frontiers. Benny Birkencotter cotter is a rising junior environmental science major at the University of Vermont. He has been part of Caring Frontiers since 2019, where he visited the Karen refugee camp and got to help with taking photos and videos of the students and teaching English. Now he helps with coordinating fundraising strategies to keep the schools in the refugee camps afloat. His goal with Caring Frontiers is to give the Karen education system a stable and worry-free future so that the future generations of the Karen people also have a chance to become staples in modern-day society. Welcome to VIBE, Angelica and Benny.
1: We're happy to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having us. And as we do, we're going to start off with ten questions. Um, The first question is, what is your favourite book or author, Angelica?
1: Oh, that probably have to be burn for burn which is just this young adult um series that i read when i was in high school it actually influenced where i wanted to go to college and for people who knew me um in high school i wore this sweater that said boston college every day and it's because the main character went to boston college (laughs) which made me want to go into the boston area
2: and and for you benny well it's a book series called the mysterious benedict society by trenton lee stewart I read okay. that when I was in middle school and it is the first and really only <laughs> book series that I've ever read that wasn't somewhat o- academic related. Okay. And it's just a, s- sort of a teen novel about this group of uh, misfit kids that are just really good and really smart and I yeah. I just really enjoyed reading it a lot. Okay. Favorite
1: musical artist? Uh, mine have to be The Head and the Heart. Uh, they're based in Seattle in Washington and they're an indie folk band and yeah I think just throughout high school was going through a rough time but a lot of their lyrics really resonated with me which is why i really like the band
0: right and they're called head in the heart
1: the head in the heart my favorite song is rivers and roads
0: and benny uh my favorite artist is john
2: bellion uh he is the first artist that pretty much got me into music his lyricism and in his orchestration is always top-notch to me right i honestly i've never gotten sick of any of his music and i just really enjoy a lot of it angelica
0: preferred drink
1: Ooh, it'd have to be the Mango chizo at Haiti. Uh, have you ever had it?
0: <laughs> I haven't, but I love mango. <laughs> yeah, it's so
1: good. It's like this mango tea drink and it has like cream cheese at the top. Wow. Yeah, it's a good combo.
0: Okay, and same to you, Benny.
2: Uh, mine would have to be the Passion Fruit Green Tea. Um, it's a Taiwanese drink. I usually yeah. only get it when I'm at Taiwan- Taiwanese restaurants
0: because I feel like they make it the best. Angelica, do you have a life motto? Something that always
1: gets me through like really difficult days and just as a way for me to encourage other people as well as telling myself, like I've survived 100% of my worst days.
2: Mine would have to be, well, I stole this sort of life motto from a climber named um, Carolyn Chiavaldini, okay. a French climber. Uh, Her motto is enjoy, enjoy, enjoy and remember to enjoy because I always love thinking about life in a positive light Yes And I always try to enjoy everything that I do even when I don't really enjoy it I try to find something that I always try to like about a certain thing so I can enjoy it in any which way I can
0: Do you have a favorite Hong Kong walk, Benny? I've lived in Stanley
2: Yeah Which is on the South Island or just the southernmost point of Hong Kong pretty much Four or five years I think I really enjoy just walking across the beach. I live right by the boardwalk, like yep. by the Stanley Market, and behind it is there, is the Stanley Beach, and I always love to walk from just my house up until that beach. I know, especially during the night when no one, when it's usually packed with, and yes. then no one is there.
1: Mine would probably have to be uh, Pak Pakfulam, uh, by the Cyberport. There's this yeah. uh, when you're walking down, there's a fence, a railing, and you have to if you climb over. There's actually this pathway to a waterfall it's called the waterfall bay park ah. um it's it's hidden so it's like a hidden gem but i think the reason why i'm like it it's, it's really pretty but i think that what draws me there the most is the backstory but like I mean, yes. some backstory i've heard about it which is it's actually haunted because there used Ooh. to be in the ching dynasty there was like a village that was um set like uh, established around there yeah and then one day um a lot of pirates they came and massacred everyone and wow. <laughs> oh, and people continue <laughs> to uh, cremate uh, their uh, loved ones and throw the ashes into the waterfall around there. Ah. So they say. Uh, every now and then, the water gets their next victim.
0: <laughs> a bit dark. but no, I like it. I like it. I, like the I love a good pirate story, certainly. but Yeah, that's quite spooky, isn't it? So, would you go there at night?
1: I've wanted to,
0: <laughs> but
1: I'm a bit scared. But maybe one day I'll build up the courage.
0: Favorite Hong Kong restaurant?
1: Mine would have to be the Kamwa Cafe in Mongkok. Uh, I really like getting the bolo bao with like the butter, like the thick slab of butter slabs right in between. <laughs> Especially they also have this sandwich that they do really well using a, bo- a bolo bao bun. Okay. And they, they put like pork inside, for, like tomato and mayonnaise and lettuce. It's so simple, but it's like the best sandwich I've ever eaten, my gosh.
2: Um, mine would have to be a local restaurant chain called Tam Jai Samgor. Uh okay. It's a local chain that just sells noodle soup. and it's uh known for their spicy um sort of broth and just they put a lot of chili on everything and i'm a sucker for anything that's spicy i think my parents have told me multiple times to stop eating there because i eat there too much (laughs) um i sometimes sneak in for food whenever i go home from the gym or whatever i just get takeout and then i eat it at like 2 or 3 a.m in the morning without them knowing um and they always wake up to like empty um containers just by the kitchen they're like do you buy anything and i'm like
0: no <laughs> you could at least have hidden them a slightly off the wall question angelica for you faced with a python whilst walking up to the peak what would you do
1: oh gosh um i'd probably just stand there and watch the python until it starts moving towards me but when uh, you asked that question the first thing that came in my mind is i really had this temptation to poke it with a stick i feel like that's a horrible idea <laughs> <laughs> I've well, seen- I
0: think it's an honest answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time anybody's answered that. But yes, go on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I, I the other thing I've Wanted to do was I remember when I was a kid I saw this re- I didn't know what kind of snake it was but it kind of jumped into the swimming pool in my apartment complex. Oh wow! Like it started swimming and then the first thing yeah. I did when I saw it was I threw a sausage at it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a dog, you know. <laughs> but I suppose yeah. Were you having to feed it or scare it? Though? I was
1: trying to feed it. Yes,
0: <laughs> Benny. What would you do? Um, I first of all I probably take a
2: photo of it. I think the photographer in me would just not let a shot like that go, go to waste or anything yeah. like that. that And I would just probably just observe it for like as long as I can up until it like goes away. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't be scared of it then? No, not really. No. I don't think so. I've seen a lot of snakes. What was the best advice you were ever given? From my mom. It was... Um, I can't quote it entirely because it was a couple of years ago, but it was something along the lines of uh, try to find something you enjoy and stick with it even if... Um, it's not something that you should do. It taught me to do stuff that I really am passionate about. Maybe it won't take me into like a really rich life or anything like that, but if I really love doing, for me, environmental science is one of them. I know it's not a a career field that has a lot of money in it, Yeah. but I love learning about the environment. I love taking care of the environment and stuff like that. And that's why I chose to do it. And she's, my parents have
0: been super supportive. Angelica, how about you?
1: From a book that I read, One of my, uh, there's a few favorite quotes. I think they all tie Mm. together, if you don't mind me saying. No,
0: not at all, no.
1: One of them was, if others think your ideas are crazy, you're probably on the right track.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good, yeah, I like that one. The other
1: thing was... Don't wait for the world to give you permission to do the things that you want to do. Give yourself that permission, like your skill set and your role and place in the world is not bounded by anything. Like you get to dictate what you do and you don't have to wait for someone to tell you to go do it. Just go and take those risks.
0: Do you like Hong Kong?
1: To be honest, I really like living in Hong Kong. And one day after I graduate, I'd like to come back here. I think I really love how Hong Kong is just this intersection of different cultures people from all around the world wonderful mix of nature and city and being able to go between like um that in min like in 15 20 minutes
2: completely agree i mean i use i live before i moved here i lived in the philippines for 11 years that's where i grew up and that's where i was born okay and compared to the philippines this is like us like this is such a great place to live in yes it's so much safer it's so much cleaner there's so much more stuff to do i always thought the size of hong kong has been perfect yes Um, it's small enough where like you can get to really anywhere in hong kong within about like an hour like 40 45 minutes or something like that but it's big enough where that um every day you can do something different yeah i mean i've lived here for nine years and uh this summer i have found new places that i've never even heard of yes yes (laughs) and i i have plans to do stuff that i've never even known about that i could do here yes like going to different islands or
0: whatever yeah yeah and I've lived here for so long and I've never heard of them. Do you have a favorite place in Hong Kong?
1: My favorite place would probably have to be Chung Chao. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, I think it's mostly because of the food there at the front.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the buns, is it? Or, or from, like uh, the
1: fish balls, the fish and, balls and the, and the- <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, locals on Chung Chau will tell me that that is not like, Chung Chao at all, It's like very touristy, Yeah. but I can't help them to indulge in the mango mochi or the frozen watermelons and right. all the other street food there. The slower like vibe of yes. Cheng and also uh, some of the nature there too, yeah. and it's a nice place to camp and like look yeah. at it stars,
0: it's great. And it's kind of small enough to get around, isn't it, to mm-hmm. walk around. Benny, how about you? Uh,
2: mine would have to be a place called Hafashan. It's a small area in the country park in cenwan okay um well the country park in cenwan contains very a lot of different little areas hafa yeah. is one of them um fashan is also another of them they're like sort of next to each other okay and, um i also recently started climbing um last year and i started going outdoor bouldering there ah. and i've gone there two or three times now and yeah. i could definitely say that that place on itself like is just such a beautiful area right the the rocks there are so nice to climb on um just the scenery there is wonderful yes
0: okay good well all right then we're done on the questions Mm. so let's learn a little bit more about angelica and benny angelica how long have you lived here in hong kong are you a hong konger
1: okay i I was born in taiwan actually okay but i moved here when i was five and i've been living here ever since until like we went to college in right 2019 when okay. we graduated from high school here. But my family is actually originally from the Philippines. So okay. I'm a third culture kid, I guess you could third say. Third culture, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess that's something you have in common, is yeah. it then? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. We actually yeah.
2: joined or got into our school at the same time. Okay. So in fifth grade, we were both new students around the second semester. That's how, well, we didn't really meet. Till like yep. the year couple years after but we both somehow managed to get into the same school at the same time without knowing each other wow yeah
1: well my parents are both from the philippines but okay. my yep. dad actually grew up in the u.s so he's okay. like filipino-american okay but um at, like ethnically they're both filipino
0: yeah and benny
2: uh both my parents are filipino they both yeah. lived in the philippines um part of my dad's family is american but he only spent a year of his life at during around college time living there just yes. for like a gap year or something like that. Okay. But my mom has been living in the Philippines basically her whole life.
0: And in the Philippines, similar area or whereabouts each one of you
2: Uh I th- sort of. Um I lived in a city called Mandaluyong. It's okay. A little bit south of Manila. Yeah. Um that's also where I went to school there. She lived...
1: Ayala, Alabang.
2: In Alabang, which is... Is that south as That's well? That's also south. That's a lot more south. It's like okay. a, an hour or two south of where I lived. Right, okay. Um, but I, ha- I went there a lot because I a lot of my extended family lived there. So I would visit there often.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, wow. whenever he visits the Philippines now, he stays in Las Piñas, which is like a 15, if there's no traffic, a 15 minute drive. Wow. <laughs> but there's usually traffic. Yeah. so it's like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. So like our families are super
0: close. Very super. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And, which is crazy. It yeah. is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. The chances of that. Which university are you both going to?
1: I go to Tufts University, which is in Massachusetts. Right. So it's Maybe twenty minutes, fifteen minutes away from Boston.
0: And Tufts University. So you've been there for what one year now?
1: Well, I've only Two been years? on campus for less yeah. than a year because of COVID. Five so I've I
0: mean, <laughs> <laughs> and come back.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I had to come back to Hong Kong cause wow. of, um, But yeah, we're we both are finishing up our second year. Actually, I did my final yesterday, my oh. last final exam. So now I'm a rising junior.
0: And you're free. Yeah, You're I free know. of exams, I suppose. That must be a nice feeling. Mm, it is. So today is the first day of the rest of your life. As say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're at Tufts. And Benny, what about I'm you? I
2: am the same thing as her. I'm, yep. I'm finishing my second year at the University of Vermont in okay. Burlington, Vermont. Just kind of like in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. But that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I want. It's... I'm just surrounded by lush greens right by a lake. It's just perfect. Um, It's in New England so it's very cold. It's also at the northern part of New England which is even colder than it should be. (laughs) Yeah there's
0: kind of ski resorts up in Vermont I think. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: But I've never gone skiing before.
0: Ah right. Well (laughs) it's always the first time isn't it? Yeah. So how weird is that? You know you're from the Philippines, you're (laughs) based in Hong Kong and yet you're both going to U.S. (laughs) universities but you're back here <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, having to study i guess via zoom and all mm-hmm. the usual means yeah. of things
2: Yep. oh uh, we've got two more years two more years well granted we don't graduate early or anything like that okay or if you graduate on time we got yeah. two more years
0: do you hope to get to a point that you actually physically go back to vermont and uh and the u.s i'm yeah.
2: planning to go back in august i have a yeah lease of an apartment plan or opening in august with a couple of friends that uh, i'm rooming with which i'm super excited about yeah but i i haven't been back in over a year wow it's just gonna be kind of weird to go back on campus and see some old and familiar faces (laughs) yeah that that i haven't seen behind a mask
0: or anything like that yeah (laughs) yeah, that is weird and how about you angelica what what are you
1: um right now the plan is to leave end of august Okay. Uh, yeah, I also haven't been back on campus for more than a year and I feel like I'm already starting to forget things about my campus. Like my yeah. uni friends they're talking about things. I'm like I forgot what like I like they're they're naming like buildings and I have like no idea what they're talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and which you've probably studied in for, yeah. Yeah, for a few months exactly. here and there. Yeah, okay. You know, the main point of this interview is really to kind of promote the charity that you guys have set up. The charity is called?
1: Caring Frontiers.
0: Caring Frontiers. It's spelt a with K. a K. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> spelt with a K. Uh, caring Frontiers. All right, then let's ask the question. Why spelt with a K? Well. Did you learn nothing at university? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it's because I, I thought caring, like, it started with a K, so it was a mistake. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we were in high school, oh, like, I we, we had the chance to go visit a refugee camp. In, this was in my third year okay uh it was a Karen refugee camp uh it's spelt like Karen, Karen like the mess
0: yes. <laughs> like my sister's name yeah. Actually.
1: yeah 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 um but it's actually pronounced like Karen so there's like a s- emphasis on the second syllable and that's like um so they're an eth- uh they're an umbrella group in Myanmar it's a ethnic minority group along yes. there's also a, like there they they say there's like 135 ethnic minority groups in Myanmar wow. at least okay um and the current are one of the largest. Yes. And so originally when we first started Caring Frontiers, we were working primarily with uh, a post-secondary school called the May Ramo Junior College. And they are mostly karen students
0: okay so right. the
1: caring was kind of a play on
0: like, yeah the k karen. and the
1: yeah <clears throat> on this trip it was really a service learning trip where we just got to visit the refugee camp and learn about the refugee crisis in Myanmar and yeah. all the, this was 2018 a trip led by some of my high school teachers yeah and as a group we got to visit the school uh, in the refugee camp okay we stayed there for a couple nights and we got to meet the students heard about heard their dreams their aspirations what they want to do in the future and it was overall a very heartwarming and inspiring trip yeah Um, it was great to see how empowered all the students felt but then we learned when we got there that the school was actually going to close the next year in 2019 because the situation was that over the last 10-15 years or so a lot of NGOs have slowly been pulling out funding from the refugee camps to Mm. the uh, Myanmar itself so that they can facilitate repatriation of the refugees because these camps have been there for about like since the 80s so they've been there for a long time and now a lot of NGOs and um, like the UN they're trying to pressure a lot of people to return back to Myanmar but then the thing is a lot of the refugees don't feel like it's safe enough to return especially right now everything is at its height in Myanmar and there's airstrikes on the border right now a lot on the ethnic borderlands in Myanmar and there haven't been airstrikes in like since the 90s so this is things are crazy right now people are especially um, feeling pretty like terrified scared but at least for what we know the schools are actually in safe areas so thankfully Uh, the students and teachers are all good we found out that the school was not gonna have any funding for the next year and so what that means is it might close right and remembering how um, determined so many of these students were to become agents of change in their communities and yeah. leaders. We really wanted to ensure that they had the resources and opportunities to continue going on that path. When we returned back to Hong Kong, I emailed the principal and I asked him, is there anything we can do to support you? Yeah. And he said, we really need help finding. And so la- last year of high school, me and a few of my friends, Akisha uh, Basu and Yeah. Hi guys, if you're listening. yeah. yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: Give them a shout out, they deserve it. And anybody else that needs a shout out. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. yeah. And since then, Benny Burkin Carter, Laura Na, Arjun uh, Kim, April Eong, Kaylin Tai, Janice Shen.
0: <laughs> wow, well, you've got a good crew yeah. here. So there's a good 10 names there or, or so. Yeah,
1: we're a team of like nine, eight people, nine people.
0: And these are all people that went on that same trip as you to, to Myanmar and to the refugee camp? Or?
1: We all went at different times.
0: Okay. So I um, think about
1: half of us went, and a few of them yeah. haven't. It's amazing that like for uh, yeah. that those who didn't go they still want to help out with this cause even. yeah like it, that that warms my heart no, yes they definitely. want to get involved even though they didn't get the chance to see see and the meet first the hand yeah
0: roughly how many refugees are there in the school any ideas so
1: like, around 60 to 80 people like students okay. per year and it's 13 teaching staff
0: what sort of
2: age groups
1: it's like so it's a higher education institution
2: they're around the ages of like 20 to like 24-ish. Oh, right. Yeah, so when okay. we visited the camp, uh, most of the students there were like 24, 23. Yeah. We're
1: technically registered as a society in Hong Kong. Okay. But we don't have the Section 88 because, at right. least for now, Okay. Well, the se- Section 88, sorry, is like the tax exemptions, like s- status of right. NGOs so that you can properly get tax deductions but what we do have is we have fiscal sponsorship now which we actually obtained recently it's like fiscal sponsorship is basically like we're borrowing another organization's um, tax Ah. exemption status
2: sponsoring at least one school right Uh, this year we're sponsoring we added four more schools Mm -hmm. and so we have a total of five now wow so the amount of students raised from around 70 to the 80 mark to around 534 if I'm correct right and um that drastically raised the amount of money that we needed to raise right and because of that we decided that we needed to up our game this year yes we couldn't just email people (laughs) begging for money or anything with their (laughs) rich connections or anything yeah we actually needed to kind of reach out to a larger audience to grab more people that are interested in our cause and stuff like that yes uh we decided to do a raffle the raffle was actually an idea created by a friend of mine named joe farrell Okay, uh, I know Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just mentioned to her uh, one day while I was manning her, her stand at a book fair in, Chai, uh, in Wan Chai yeah. that I was a part of this NGO and she decided, or she she mentioned that she she would love to donate a, a printer to, or whatever for a cause just so we can okay. sell it, which I thought was amazing because yeah. that would mean more money for us <laughs> that we could put into um, the charity and stuff Absolutely, like that. Absolutely, yeah. And I yeah. got her in touch with Angelica and they discussed yeah. the idea of a raffle. And because of that, we've decided to do one. Yeah. And because of her, too, we've gotten so many connections to a lot of people, like through you as well. Yeah, sure. Um Sure. Um, to get a lot more prizes and yes. more incentive for people to join yeah. and that's what we're doing this year to hopefully raise the amount of money that we need to support these five schools now
0: so the the important thing i suppose as usual it's all about marketing and getting the word out that you're having this raffle in hong kong mm. you know there's seven and a half million people here you want as many of those people to know about this raffle as possible and yeah. to feel that that you know they they should enter it and so w- w- what sort of Prizes? Do you have so far? You've got the Joe Farrell prints. We're giving a couple of goodie bags, aren't we? From Vibe. Yes. Um,
2: Uh, We have a couple more prints from other photographers, mainly based in Hong Kong. Okay. Um, Tugo Cheng, Simon Fuller, uh, Ali G. Okay. um, Heather Diamond. Heather Diamond. Um, Some photo books. And some photo books, right? From Romain. Gaz Jones also Okay. Uh, and then we have other vouchers from
1: Ool, uh, Ool-
2: the ULA group which I think is a catering and restaurant service yes, yes I've I'm heard of ULA sure. yeah. yeah and the Goods of Desires and good. then
0: Steve from the Hinitan plantation has given us some stuff as oh, well Steve, yeah. I know Steve well yeah Steve's yeah. a good friend and then what are you doing to get the word out there then that this fabulous raffle is going and how much to tickets cost how do people get tickets even
2: yeah so kind of reaching out to a larger audience is kind of what we're currently working on and we're finding it kind of hard to do (laughs) just because our audience has been kind of small at least up until recently yeah Um, we're posting we're planning on posting a lot more on our Instagram which is at Caring Frontiers or Caring Dot Frontiers if I'm correct we right will now. change it soon <laughs> all right, we will change it by Caring Frontiers or Instagram and that's where so we're so Caring
0: gonna... Frontiers all one word Uh yeah, a dot frontiers. right now
1: Caring Dot Frontiers In, okay
2: yeah Yeah, and our Facebook is Caring Frontiers and it's yeah. also on LinkedIn <laughs> okay well no that's good LinkedIn our team is able to do social media work so our social media team is uh, has been trying to put stuff into posters or little graphics that we can post um yeah. frequently especially now since our um raffles has started and yes. we're going to start pushing a lot of stuff out there now a lot of our info and um stuff will be advertised through all of our social media pretty much and then we're yeah. we're just planning on keep to just keep sharing it all throughout the whatever this entire campaign pretty much and that's yeah. how we plan to take our word out and then hopefully um we're gonna ask some or we've asked some donors to possibly share our stuff to just even more people to just get the, the word even more out
0: yeah I mean that's the way to do it isn't it really I mean we've all got our own networks you know I've got one here I'm happy to push it out you know I'm sure Steve Valentine, Joe Farrell all those guys will push it out onto their networks you've got the raffle you have got the prizes you've got the raffle being done mid-June is it yeah 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 if people want to buy tickets today how do they how much do they pay
1: so one student is like to sponsor one student for a whole academic year it's yes. about five hundred sixty Hong Kong dollars so one raffle that's ticket not bad, yeah I, I mean, mean
0: that's not beyond any of our means
1: yeah that's like two restaurant meals
0: yeah two restaurant meals five hundred and sixty Hong Kong dollars you can sponsor one student uh, one of these five schools for one year.
1: Exactly. I,
0: I think that's fantastic.
1: You'll be investing into the f- uh, rebuilding yeah. the future of Myanmar and the future of these students too. I
0: think that's fabulous. I mean, I, I think that's very, very doable. I will give you 560 today <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> for my student. Actually. I don't even need to
0: know. I don't need to know their name. I just want to know that one student will be sorted out for one year. That's great, I think. That's very, that's very tangible. Of course, you can donate as much as you can, or even less yeah. than that if you can't do 560, of course. Anything yeah.
1: helps.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Anything helps, very definitely. We were yeah, on um,
1: RTHK as well the other yes. day, last week. So if any of you guys want to listen to that, you can check out the 123 show with Nori and Murr and, and the archive. I think our recording is there too.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, um, yeah. But that's
1: something we're going to use to also promote, like... cause we're trying to get more into the press so we're working on reaching out to a lot of news outlets here in Hong Kong as well emailing them and asking if they can um, publish a press release we've written up Um, so we'll see if that uh, hopefully some of them get back to us
0: Caring Frontiers is just on Facebook yeah okay Uh, website
1: we have a website it's caringfrontiers.com
0: okay all right and that's where you can donate and you can enter our raffle
1: oh well we already got some social media posts on our instagram and we're
2: pushing some of that stuff to facebook today as well
0: yeah
1: and yep. we're gonna make it so it's like easy to share okay um, and we're actually also planning to start like a peer-to-peer like fundraising campaign okay um, on our uh instagram among university students mostly yeah so h- how that's gonna work is we're gonna have like these bingo cards that you can put on your Instagram story and each slot is gonna have like a challenge so every time someone donates a certain amount and whatever challenge is in that slot you have to do like the person doing the fundraiser has to do it so it's a fun little um, way to get a lot more people involved
0: Right. and
1: so last year we did something similar but we didn't do like the challenges uh, and we were able to raise almost ten thousand Hong Kong dollars on like by itself and so but this time we're gonna add those challenges that push us out of our comfort zone socially, (laughs) breaking social norms.
0: What could a challenge be? You know you've got to swim across Victoria (laughs) Harbour um, and yeah. drink half of the, the water. Or, or <laughs> Maybe or <something>. I guess <laughs> it would
2: be challenges that like push us out, but not potentially kill us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Pretty
0: much just like drinking that. Yes, yeah, so it's was... important to come up with some. <laughs> yeah, safe Yeah, ones. exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was thinking of yeah. something along the lines of like I don't know, like wearing a banana suit to walk across Central for an entire Ooh. day
0: or something like that. Yeah. Or like in the summer, a nice hot. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I like wonderful, it. Idea, yeah no, me. wonderful idea. <laughs> yeah, wonderful idea. it's not me. I'm yeah. cool
2: with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so something like that. Just yes. so uh, people can see that we can actually do
0: stuff for this. Nice idea, And it'll, it'll get a laugh. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> That's, That's what goal. it's about, isn't it? It's
0: about involving people, getting a laugh, getting people l- loosened up a bit, um, and aware yep. really of it.
1: I guess I just wanted to reiterate the importance of this cause. Yes. And like how our experiences in the camp pushed us to like do this, and why we're fighting for this, and why yeah. this cause should matter to everyone listening yes because like education i think for us we we often take it for granted yeah um, because right now for it, it almost feels like a privilege when it should be a human right
0: yes and i agree
1: it's but education it although like it serves as a pathway to building your future and like your career and being able to financially support your family it also it's like a source of purpose and yes dignity and stability in your life when everything is so uncertain yes um at least for these refugees
0: Benny anything to add to that yeah um just to kind of reiterate
2: what Angelica said about the privilege that we have especially us living here in Hong Kong and the education that we get yeah um for us I completely agree that some of us do take it for granted even I take it for granted um one of the most important things they took out of the experience of visiting and meeting those refugees and students in the the camps was just their motivation to learn and want to learn was just amazing we got to speak to a lot of them and their go- main goals in life were, were to go back to um current state to save their people through education through either being a doctor or a lawyer or anyway just to get their people yeah and the safe
0: it's kind of for all the right reasons isn't it really they've they've come from a an underprivileged background. They found themselves not through any fault of their own in this situation where they are refugees, refugees in the war zone. And the only way they can see out of it, which is important to all of us really, is this this dignity that you can get from an education.
1: I remember one of the students, Laku she was actually born in the refugee camp and through the school, so she's never been to the current state, so she's never- right to the um like to her homeland right and but this school the Miramo junior college it gave her the opportunity to take a visit through a service trip yeah and i remember when i was in my first year in college uh she called me one day and she told me that oh. she was finally home wow and from there she started talking about all the ways in which she was reconnecting with her roots um in the current state with meeting family members she never like knew she had and and, like being able to directly give back to her people like it was such a like what an amazing time for her to be there to rediscover who she is to redefine herself as more than just a refugee find herself again yeah find a sense of home
0: yes yes because
1: i think yeah being in the refugee camp it's for a lot of the refugees they describe feeling quite hopeless at times and uncertain yeah. and so yeah see, hearing that story from laku it really it was heartwarming to hear we keep in touch with a lot of the students even after they graduate uh we see a lot of like on we, we're connected with them on social media so we see a lot of what they're doing That's and it's cool. amazing because so many of them have become such um, like amazing advocates yes. for um, their people and for what's going on in myanmar like we see how vocal they are on social media and uh, actually, a lot of the reason why they—it's—it's uh, so it's, it's, this is interesting because I had always wondered why um, a lot of the students were so fixated on learning English because I didn't yeah. think it would be that useful on the border because it's not used often. Yeah. But they said that most a lot much of the world yes. is operating in English. In-
0: yeah, yeah. And
1: so if they want to build alliances with others, to get people to be aware of what's happening in Myanmar, they have to communicate their message in English as well.
0: Well, that just remains for me to say, Angelica and Benny, thank you very much for coming today.
1: Thank you, Gary. It was amazing being here.
0: You can sponsor a student for a whole year for just 560 Hong Kong dollars via their website at caringfrontiers.com. Caring is spelt with a K. You'll also be entered into the raffle with some great prizes you can listen to all our podcasts published at soundcloud under gaz or on youtube under live at vibe hk or following the links from my website at vibehk.com finally a reminder that vibe is open 7 days a week every day of the year from 12 noon until approximately 6:30 p.m. well that's it for another week Thanks for listening to the 26th Vibe book and music shop podcast called Vibrations. I'm Gary Brightman. You get my vibe? Can you imagine what this old island must have looked like to those Dutch sailors when they first saw it? Fresh green. Like a dream of a new world.
1: They must have held their breath. Afraid it would disappear before they can touch it.